Welcome to another Brea Finance Podcast. And in this one, we're going to talk about the importance of coming up with a 6 to 12 months or more worth of savings. Now, this isn't going to be a super long podcast because it's actually a very simple idea of why it's so important. Now, before we get into it, full disclaimer, as always, we are not financial experts or financial advisors. We're just some, you know, a bunch of Aussie guys who were went from a really bad situation to a really good situation. We're sharing our stories. So please be sure to consult with a professional before you make any financial decisions. Okay, let's get into our episode. Why is it important to come up with six to 12 months worth of savings? Is it because we're saving up for a holiday? No. Is it because we're going to make a renovation on the house? Well, no. It's because of the unforeseen. Nobody really saw COVID coming. Some people saw the global financial crisis happening. Some, some people saw the real estate issues that were happening in the early 2000s. Some people saw the dot-com bubble. Some people, well, nobody saw 1987 crash. But the point of the story is there's always these what's called black swan events. There are these events that they just happen. Nobody was really ready for them. And when they do happen, you probably don't have much time to suddenly put a plan in place. So you want to make sure you have the plan for whatever comes. Okay. So what I personally do is this. I always have anywhere from six to 12 to two years worth of savings just sitting there. I can access it anytime. I can use it when I need it. And it means I can sleep at night. Now, when COVID happened, you know, start of 2020. Now, again, I live in Australia. And if you lived in Melbourne, you know, you'll know that we were locked down for ages. We were locked down for like what felt like two years. I feel like it almost feels like we're still in lockdown in some respects, you know. And luckily for me, I didn't lose my job, but I could have lost my job. It could have happened. Now, I work in the automotive industry. So what happened when COVID hit? Well, I mean, we can't just keep making cars. Nobody's driving. Nobody's, you know. So we, we didn't know what was going to happen as a corporation. We didn't know if we we're going to sell more cars or less cars. You know, if our paychecks were actually going to come in. You don't know. You don't know. It doesn't matter how secure you think you are. It doesn't matter. Because us, in terms of our financial strategy, isn't simply to hope for the best. That is not a strategy. <laughs> That's prayer. That's probably prayer. Let's just hope that nothing bad happens, right? But to have a proper financial strategy, here's what you do. You think about all the things that could possibly happen, and you put a strategy in place to deal with each one of those. Here's a simple example. What if you lost your job? Okay. What if it takes you three months to find another job? What if it takes you six months? What if it takes you one year? Okay, so you can put a strategy in place for one of for those things. What if the industry that you're in suddenly becomes obsolete? Well, then you can do something else. You know, what are you going to learn? What are you going to upskill in? So there's a lot of things you can do to prepare yourself for the future. Now, this isn't a um, what do they say the chicken little thing where the sky is falling. No, that's not my intention. My intention is that we want to be ready for life. We want it that if life tries to kick us in the you know kick us in the, in, the, in the lower regions, we're ready. You know, we've got protection. We, we know that if something happens, we're good. Now, it doesn't matter where you come from or what your expertise are in finance or whatever it might be, right? Because you know what? Ultimately, the economy, the industry, the banks, nobody cares, right? The only person that really cares is you and your family. So you want to make sure that if something happens like COVID or like the financial crisis or something like that, you're always protected. 
Okay, so let's go through a few examples. Well, let's say you're going to determine how much do I actually need to survive for six months or 12 months. Let's do 12 months. Okay, here's how you do it. On a piece of paper, you don't need advanced mathematics here. On a piece of paper, and it's best not to do this on a computer anyway, unless you're like really savvy with Excel or something, but you really don't need it. Just on a piece of paper, write down all the things that you spend money on and rough numbers. Don't start going through statements. Just put your best guess. Okay, mortgage, $2,000. Gas, this much. Electricity, this much. Internet, stand. Netflix, uh, dog food, pet bills. Uh, what else is there? Groceries, dinners, as many things as you can think of and go, well, roughly, how much do we spend on this a month? Now, the reason roughly is good enough is because of this reason. Whatever number you come up with, let's say it's $3,500 based on how much you spend that month, total spend for your, you know, whoever's bringing in income. So let's say it's you and your wife. You want to go, how much do we spend both of us, or if you have kids, everything, total expenses for that month, okay? Let's say it's 3,500. I'm going to type it here in Excel. And then you go, well, I need to survive for 12 months, so it's simply 12 times 3,500. Well, actually, no, that's not how you do it necessarily. 3,500 assumes that you've done it perfectly, which we know you probably haven't, because there's always unforeseen circumstances from month to month. So we always add a buffer. So instead of 3,500, and it's up to you how much buffer, Let's say you go, well, instead of 3,500, let's add 4,500, okay? What if the kids suddenly need braces or something like that? So then you take that new number with a buffer, or you know, sometimes we call it a tolerance or a margin of safety. We take that 4,500 and we times it by 12, okay? You can use your iPhone for that. That brings us a number of $54,000 a year. That is your golden number. Now, if you can come up with the 54,000, put it off to the side and never look at it, that means no matter what happened. So think back. What if they raise interest rates? Who cares? You've got savings. What if COVID happened and you one of you lost your job? Who cares? You have savings. What if both of you lost your job? You have savings. What if one of your kids has go gets sick and you don't have any um you don't have any annual leave left? Who cares? You have savings. Okay? That's why savings is so important. Here's the other reason savings is important. COVID happened March 2020. The market collapsed. The real estate market did all sorts of funny things, and it's still doing funny things. During those times where everyone's panicking, as investors, right, there are so many opportunities when that happens. Warren Buffett has a very famous quote, and he says, be greedy when others are fearful, and be fearful when others are greedy. And what does that mean? It means when the market is all wonderful and growing and all that kind of stuff, that's when we as investors take it easy. We don't make any decisions because most of the time nothing's on sale or there's not really any good deals at the time. So we're just watching. We're just observing. We let the speculative investors make all their dumb decisions and either make a bubble in the economy or whatever, right? like 2008. Then when it all comes crashing down and collapses and everyone's like, oh, the world is over. That's when we come in. We come in because we can see, wow, the index funds have dropped by 50% or so-and-so has dropped by 30% or the real estate market has collapsed. When you have savings, you can capitalize on those golden opportunities. I'll give you an example. In 2008, the market collapsed after 2008. If you had invested in 2009, so many companies were cheap. Okay? But they were still good companies. They were still the same companies. 
but the market value of them significantly reduced. If you had capital at the time to buy into those companies, you would have doubled, tripled, quadrupled, 10 times, 20 times your money. But in order to be able to do that successfully, you need to be a savvy investor. You need to be financially literate. You need to have a strong foundation. So let's go back to 2008. Okay, and pretend this was your set of circumstances. 2008 hits. Actually, we'll do COVID because that's kind of more to Australians, right? So 2020 hits. You have, let's say, $80,000 in your bank account savings. Okay, you don't lose your job. Your kids are fine. And then the real estate market collapses. So, you know, houses that used to cost 600 are now worth 450 or 500 or something like that. Or the stock market went from $300 down to 250. Or even some companies that went from trading at, you know, $20 a share all the way down to $1 or something. And you knew all the techniques for evaluating companies. You knew which areas to buy property in. You knew how to calculate the growth of properties and you have capital to make decisions. When everyone else is fearful, and thinking the market's dead and we're all screwed and all that stuff, that's when you get greedy. Now, when everyone gets super excited, starts funding all their money back to the economy because everything's going good again, that's when you get fearful and you back off. That's why having savings is so damn important. It's so we can stay in the game, capitalize on the right investments, sleep at night, protect our family, and all the other reasons that you can think of. That's why you need savings. Thanks for watching another episode of Bruh Finance. If you want to support the work we're doing, you love the things you're hearing from us, consider supporting us through Patreon at patreon.com forward slash brah, B-R-A-H underscore finance. By signing up, you're going to get access to all sorts of things like spreadsheets and articles and video and training and all sorts of content. So again, thank you for watching and have a great day.